Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. So Psalm 100, we've already heard that from our children this morning, just uh, verses 4 and 5. These were the verses that went out on the boxes this morning. On each box of food, there was the scripture, and this was the scripture, and an appropriate one, without a doubt. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, and praise his name, for the Lord is good, and his love endures forever, and his faithfulness continues through all generations. So that's our Old Testament text this morning, and our New Testament text comes from 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16, uh, 17, and 18, where it says this, Rejoice always. One, That's the verse. One verse. Rejoice always. Pray continually. And give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you that you still speak clearly to us. And I pray that in this morning, oh, you've been speaking to us all morning already with uh, in all number of ways, but through your word this morning, that you would touch us in a deep place, in a way that would draw us to you and into action um, uh, as we follow you in this week and in this day. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Well, again, we want to look to a video. Uh, there's going to be a couple of them in the message this morning. This is going to, again, give you a, a sense of uh, you know, what God is doing around here on Thanksgiving. Meant to inspire us. Meant to kind of erect us. It's our, our, uh, our posture better. As a matter of fact, I, I entitled this message this morning, A Legacy of Thanks, A People with Good Posture. Let's watch it. driving down one of the streets, I don't know what it was called, and a gentleman was out there uh, doing yard work on Thanksgiving morning, and I stopped up and said, you know, can I provide a meal for you? And he's all, absolutely. So I brought the meal in, he's all, do you have any more? And I was like, how many people do you have in your home? And he's like, we have six. And I was able to provide a meal for each one of his family members. I went in the home with them, we prayed over the meal. It's impacted my life to see that you know there's people right in our own community that can't have a Thanksgiving meal. To be able to provide that and supply a meal for them really touched me and brought us to be members of this church. The outreach impacted me. It just moved me in such a way because we got to actually go out into the community and give meals to people who might not have had a Thanksgiving dinner. It was such a great way to witness to so many people. One of the ladies, we always put a scripture verse on the boxes year after year, and she came to us and said, I save all my little scripture things every year. And I just thought, that is so cool. We just think we take them on there, and you wonder who reads them, but there is someone that has, so it just felt one. I'm one of the ones coming at 5.30 in the morning, and just the fellowship and the laughter that early in the morning after a late night goes work is just, you know, God's involved. So it's great. The littlest things can be awesomely big to other people. I just washed dishes and it was so impactful to the people who had done it the year before because they came in after it was all done and had to clean up. I am so thankful to have been a part of this outreach and this ministry from TPC. Went to Virginia Motor Lodge and met a woman with five kids, two of them hers, three of them from someone else. 
and they had no formula, no diapers, well, very minimal, and actually she was diapering one of the babies and receiving blanket, and I just was really moved and sad. And she was doing this to help another lady who had been arrested, and so we went to the market, picked up some things from her knee, and then later I followed up on that a couple different times, um, one time with my husband Johnny, and then another time on my own. Just felt like God had used this ministry in some way to just hope and pray that she knew people cared about her. This is something that we want to do every single year, and we want to leave this legacy for our children. So did you catch that? Did you catch that last line? Leave a legacy for our children. That something about this day, with the outreach, what happens here, the Thanksgiving offering, all of those kind of things, just this, this outpouring of worship and thanks to God, it is leaving a legacy. Now, a legacy, of course, is small acts done faithfully and consistently over a long period of time. And that, you don't just create a legacy in one day, it's over an extended period of time. And so, even in this day, understand that this is one day, one act of, again, expressing our thanks, leaving a legacy for our children who come behind us in this church and in this community. Okay? And then, the other part of the title is a good posture. A people with a good posture. There's something about Thanksgiving Day that gets us in the right posture. Posture that we should, quite frankly, have every day, all, all year round. But on this day, it kind of is a reminder again. Who are you thinking of when you think about people who have inspired you to be thankful? This is an inspiring day. When I think about it, and as, as far as legacy goes, my grandmother, Van Buren, who has long been with the Lord now, but she was perhaps one of the most thankful people that, that I have ever met. Even in the hardest times, she was always so very thankful. And, you know, the people in the nursing home loved her because she was always thanking them for everything they did, small and large. She left a legacy. Someone's left a legacy for you. Are you going to leave a legacy for someone else? A legacy of thanksgiving. It doesn't take long to look in God's Word and see that a legacy has been left for us long ago from the people of faith, people who have claimed the name, who have followed God, love God. One characteristic of those sorts of people, people who love the Lord, is that they are a people of thanksgiving in an uncommon sort of way, not in a typical sort of way. You give me something, I say, think of it in an uncommon sort of way ability, a, 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 an energy, and a, a motivation to be thankful in all circumstances. It's a posture that they have. A posture that we have. Well, what does that mean? Well, here's what I'm thinking when I'm thinking about posture this morning. A posture where our eyes are up. Oh, so easy to get our eyes everywhere except for up the Lord. Thanksgiving gets our posture where our eyes are up and our hands are open both to receive the gifts that God has for us but then also to give. Eyes up, hands open, receiving, giving, and serving. It's possible this morning that as you consider this, maybe your posture has gotten a little crooked. 
or your eyes are down, or your fists are clenched, holding tightly onto the things that you have. The posture of a follower of Jesus, when we get our posture right, it's with our eyes up, our hands open, receiving and giving. See, we recognize that every good and perfect gift is from God, so we look to Him. Later in the service, we're going to sing the doxology. Doxology. You know what that says, right? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Where do the blessings flow from? Praise God. We look up, our hands are up, our open, our eyes are up. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Think about our. Uh, our um, catechism, some of the things that we state, that we believe. I'm not my own, but belong, body and soul, to my faithful, faith, faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. It's not mine. I have no business clenching my fists. I don't belong to myself. Nothing I have belongs to me. I'm a steward of it. See, believers in the right posture realize that hands are open. We receive much from the Lord, but then we also give much to the Lord. We thank and we give. Off your bodies even as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Everything we are, everything we are, belongs to God. How is your posture these days? You can tell a lot about a person by their posture. They're slouched over, like, and their arms are crossed. They tell a lot. Right away. It says a lot. It's called body language. Sometimes you're with someone and they're leaning forward. Their posture says a lot about the fact that they're paying attention. You can always tell that there's something going on with someone when you see someone's head down and their shoulders slumped. In sports, one of the things that you coach your athletes on and you make sure is that they have the right posture, that they're ready. There is a kind of a stance that every athlete knows. It doesn't just happen automatically. They keep drilling it into you. It takes energy. It takes getting into shape to be in the right posture. But usually it's your head up. you got to have your head up. got to be on a floor. you got to be looking around. got to have your hands out. Right? got to be ready. Hey, in football... Serve, receive with volleyball, water polo. I'm not entirely sure about that part, but I do know your hands have to be up. Hands have to be up. Head has to be up. You've got to be looking around. Why is that? What's that all about? It's about being attentive and being responsive. Our posture this morning puts us in a place where we are attentive and then we are responsive. So when I played the tuba in band, okay, you wanted us on the front, the posture was, you had to be on the front of the chair, and you had to have your head up. So you were attentive to what, what was happening and be responsive. You get pulled over by a cop today, you will notice that they will be 
in a posture. They will just be kind of with their hands like this. They will be attentive and they will be in a posture. They will be attentive and they will be responsive. If you make any action toward them that appears to be threatening, you're going to get it. You're going to get tased right there. Down there. But you understand that there's, a, there's an attentiveness and there's a responsiveness even to stay safe. So God's word says this. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Well, so much could be said about that passage. So let's take that one line. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's the posture that the Lord says is His will. In all circumstances, not just the good ones, in all circumstances, that somehow the believer's response, the believer's posture is of one of thanksgiving. Head up, eyes up, hands open, being ready to receive and being ready to give thanks. Why is that? Well, our passage in Psalm 100 makes it very clear. And the Bible is consistent on this. I can show you lots of places where the same thing gets said over and over and over again. That's something about when we get in the posture of giving thanks, of thanksgiving, it creates a way, it becomes the gateway, the Word says, to the very presence of God. Our eyes are up and we experience God. Maybe you have not been experiencing God very much lately. You're starting to get bored with this whole religious thing. Just go through the motions. Get your eyes up. Get attentive. Start giving thanks. And then respond to the way God shows you Himself. It is the gateway to the very presence of God, Psalm 100 says. So get your eyes up. So easy to get our eyes off the Lord. Start looking all around, looking at other people. There's a danger in this. The danger is if we look at people, particularly those people who have so much more than us, oh, it's easy for them to be thankful, look at everything they have. It doesn't work that way. Believe me, it does not work that way. Get your eyes off other people in that regard. Look up. If you're going to look at other people, particularly those who have a lot, be attentive to the Lord. It's likely that you will find people, even who have a lot, who are into the lot. But they recognize God and they, they have a freedom in their life to give and to receive and to be generous and all that. Go ask them about that if you're going to ask about anything. But don't give in to the covetousness and thinking things that aren't even true that the lies of the enemy that somehow because people have more that they are more thankful and great. That is not ever the case. Or it's sometimes easy for us to look at other people who don't have as much. Not a bad thing to do. It's what we're doing today. We're trying to be attentive to give meat to, to help people. But don't look at people oh I should be thankful because look I have way more than that person. Doesn't work that way. Gotta look up. Have your hands open and give. <coughs> Then we experience the Lord. Why else would we want to give thanks to the Lord in all circumstances? Besides the fact that he says it's his will. Well, it's an expression. 
It's an expression of our faith. It's an expression of our trust in the Lord, in our, that our hope is in the Lord. And these things, Psalm 100, it was just so cool hearing our kids say it. Number one, that the Lord is good. Today we have a clearer sense of, in this posture of thanksgiving today that you know, God is good. 365 days out of the year, the enemy is whispering to you. He's trying to convince everybody, yourself included, me included, that, you know, maybe, maybe God isn't that good. You know, that's you know, bad things are happening. So God, maybe he's not that good. You know, he only, you know, if you're good, then God is good to you. But if you're not, you know, he, all kinds of lies. And in this day, when we get in the right posture, we remember again that God is good. And He's good all the time. We need to be attentive to that. And then be responsive to that. The second thing that our text says in Psalm 100 is that His love endures forever. We sang it. We sang it over and over. His love endures forever. Tell me, what lasts forever in this world? Is there anything in your life right now that's going to last forever? The answer is His love. His love is going to last forever. The love that He has for you is going to outlast the hard thing that you're, going to, that you're going through right now. The trouble that you're in right now, God's love is going to outlast it. It's going to endure forever. Even if this thing that you are going now takes your very life, if you are a follower of Jesus, His love is going to endure forever. You're just going to spend eternity in it. That's something to be thankful for. The hope that that inspires, the joy that it inspires. When we get in God's presence and we get into this thanksgiving, it just connects us with all the good that God has for us by way of peace and joy and hope that we can have only in Him. His love endures forever. And then for every parent here and every grandparent here, this one last line that says, His faithfulness to all generations. That is good news today. That's something to be so grateful for. When you watch the news, when you watch the things happen, when you look around and you're just going, oh my goodness. This is horrible. What's going to happen in this world? What's going, to, what's going to be like for my kids? What's going to be like for my grandkids? Oh, you can get so anxious and go and get so afraid. No. Get your eyes up. Get your hands open. Receive what He has for you. And that is that, listen, the faithfulness of your God, the God that has been faithful to the generations that have come before us, the God that's been faithful to you is going to be the same God. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and He's going to continue to be faithful to your kids and to your grandkids and to the children of this church as we pass on this legacy, this legacy of thankfulness to our God. What becomes so uncommon, what becomes so peculiar about the thanksgiving given by the believer is that it doesn't just happen when things are good. 
that even in the most difficult of times, in the challenging days that we have, that we are a people, that when our posture is right, that we are being attentive and we are giving thanks to God for the things that he's doing for us, even in the midst of challenging and hard things. The word is clear about this. It's over, let me just, just a couple places. We could go to many, but Habakkuk 3 is one of the classic statements of faith of someone who is, as their whole nation is going to go into captivity. I mean, it's just, it can't be any worse. And here's what he says. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, or no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. It's a great word. Another one from Psalm 118. It starts and ends the same way. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. And then we find out from the psalmist that he's going through hard stuff. Things aren't so good. So much so that he says in verse 18, The Lord has chastened me severely. He's accepting the hard things that have happened to him as discipline, as correction. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open for me the gates of righteousness. Of the righteous, I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. You see a person, again, and you see this over and over throughout the history, people who love the Lord, who are trusting God, that when it, even it gets hard, they get their eyes up from the Lord, hands open, receive what He has for us, and give thanks to Him, and experience the peace, and even the joy, in the hardest, the most difficult of situations, and most surely, a hope that passes understanding. Of course, we have a danger. And the danger is this, that we get our eyes off the Lord, we get our eyes all around, and we start holding on to things like they belong to us, and we hold on and we're not sharing, we're not generous, we're not giving, we're holding on. And in the words of Corinthian Moon, Spent many years in a concentration camp, says this hold everything in your hands lightly, otherwise it hurts when God pries your fingers. <coughs> or this illustration, perhaps you're familiar with this. The ring-tailed monkey is one of the hardest monkeys to catch in Africa for zoos. Are you familiar with this illustration? But the zoos there catch them all the time, very easy. You know what they do? They have a a melon. And in this melon are the seeds that these monkeys just love. They cut a hole in the melon, just large enough for the monkey to put his hand through. But as soon as it grabs the seeds, it can't get its hand out. All it has to do is let him go and get it out. But you think that monkey will let that go? Heavens no. And it starts going crazy and it can't get its fist out because it's holding on so tight. And the zoos come up behind it and catch the monkey. See, there's a danger for us. There's a danger when we grab onto. See, freedom's a big deal to God. And we're not so free when the stuff that we have owns us. 
There's a lot at stake here. God wants us to be free. He wants us to have the right posture. Eyes up, hands open. As soon as it's like this, who owns it? Who stewards it? Well, I just want to show you something, okay? I just want to show you a, another video. Because you're going to get a, you're going to see it again. This is, this was it. This is going to be from Lizzie. Okay, right now, Lizzie, we saw her picture already. She's in Children's Hospital. All right? And so you're going to catch a, a little interview that was done with her and uh, see someone, again, a legacy, something happening right now. Uh, just, just see it. Just, we're going to conclude here. I'm pulling out little punches now. Hi, Elizabeth. <clears throat> what you doing? What are you wrapping it for? What is it for? For the what? The Thanksgiving one? Out. Out. Yeah. And why do you why do you want to help? Helping even though you're in the hospital? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine, huh? Mm-hmm. We have so much to be thankful for. We want to help others, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, you, can you say Happy Thanksgiving? Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.